0: You know, we have seen the rallies against Asian hate, we've seen them for Islamophobia, and we've seen the powerful movements behind Black Lives Matter, you know, against racism. It would seem to appear, though, we are a nation of non-tolerance to only some hate. Because in the last couple of weeks, we have seen just this vile increase of Jew hate, with anti-Semitism sharply increasing, and it was already high before, but... You know, in the last couple of weeks, we've seen examples across the world, but certainly in this country where you've got Jews being harassed, Jews being beaten up. And in the GTA, there are areas like Thornhill where Jews have been quietly told by police to, you know, lay low, which has led many and many people I know to remove the mezuzahs from the front of their house. And yet I don't see the hashtag campaigns. We're not seeing educational programs to understand more about anti-Semitism. We're not seeing marches in support of Jews or any kind of community engagement. So does that mean we are okay with just some kinds of hate? Because the silence on this particular issue, outside of a few organizations, seems to suggest we are. Shuvalli Majumder joining me. He is a foreign policy director, also with Monk Senior Fellow at uh, the Monk Institute. He joins us now. Good to have you.
1: Great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Am I wrong to suggest that that there seems to be either a tolerance uh, with this or a fear to speak out against it?
1: It's remarkable that communities, Jewish communities in Canada, would be told by law enforcement in this unprecedented age of, uh, of incitement, in contemporary times at least, that they should lay low. But really it should be law enforcement, it yeah. should be ordinary Canadians that stand strong. Because at the end of the day... You don't hear in the context of the other protests, uh, civil issues that you've raised, which are issues that have to be confronted. You don't hear people saying be less Asian or be less black or, right. you know, be, be less female. What, what we're being told is this one community is being singled out and said, oh, lay low, hide your mezuzahs, remove your kippahs, do not celebrate your Jewish faith on our streets because that's somehow the source of the problem. I can't even begin to articulate how frustrating it is for somebody who cares about Canada and our incredible diversity, that for some reason, this ancient pernicious hatred of Jews, of anti-Semitism is now being manifest in an expectation that the Jewish community somehow needs to be less Jewish in order for the rest of Canada to be more Canadian. It is a horrible, horrible precedent and an infuriating one when you think about Our academic institutions, our media institutions, our governments and our corporate institutions, how they are completely abrogating their responsibility to preserve what is so precious in our Canadian life.
0: Well, and to your point on universities, I mean, a lot of money um, comes to to the Canadian universities from the the philanthropy of of Jews, which I've often wondered, why don't they pull their funding? That Maybe that would change the way universities think uh, when it comes to issues like BDS or the allowance of anti-Semitism. I mean, we saw that example out of Laurier University, where you've got these girls making, um, I think, what bordered on hate speech, um, motioning the killing of Jews. And you think, well, maybe if the university was held to account, maybe losing some of their funding, maybe they'd take it more serious instead of putting out a statement like, you know, we don't tolerate this because clearly they do.
1: You know, there is a transactional quality of leveraging investment, but, you know, there's no need to, in my mind, even think about that as an instrument. I mean, we all invest in our academic life. We want more philanthropy from across a range of communities to enrich uh, our Canadian debate in every perspective and in every field of research. What we do need to do is think carefully about how corrupt our academic institutions have become, that they do not stand for the dignity of all students in their midst, that these York University students would post social media TikTok videos glorifying the murder of Jews by stabbing uh, through clearly anti-Semitic acts of terror uh, is, is, is more of a comment about how how bad it's become, and how hard we have to redouble our efforts in, in renewing a university space for uh, an appreciation of diversity of, of people from all walks of life. It shouldn't just be philanthropists' money on the table with these academic institutions. It should be every dime of public money that goes into support them with the same type of commitment and courage that they've shown when it comes to a range of other issues that our modern society is dealing with. It, it, mm-hmm. it's really infuriating how um ideological our academy has become um and how reg- how 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 comfortable it is in stifling thoughtful debate and discussion uh, and certainly stamping out extremism
0: yeah and i mean people will say well you know, just you, because you criticize Israel, that's not, that's not making me anti-Semitic. Well, no, it's not. You can criticize fairly. There's lots to criticize about Israel. Um, that doesn't make you anti-Semitic, but I think there is a lack of understanding about what anti-Semitism is. And that's why it has been able to take root the way it has, especially among younger people who, you know, aren't touched by Holocaust because many of those people are now gone, but certainly younger generations don't understand it. And therefore it's being perpetuated a much greater um, rapid speed. I mean, you've got that moron out of Hollywood, uh, Mark Raffalo, the actor who, you know, spouting off, um, you know, information that is wrong, only to come back and say, oops, I was wrong. I conflated the issue. I shouldn't comment on this stuff. But there are a lot of these very influential people who make these comments. They have huge social media platforms and what they say takes root and it's not truth. And so, yes, criticize Israel, but actually have the facts.
1: Commentators, um, media anchors, others who frame the debate, for example, even in the latest conflict, framing this as an Israeli-Palestinian conflict is is false. Framing framing this as a Jewish-Muslim issue is false. It is an Israeli-Hamas conflict. And too often, all of these commentators rush to start to tell the story from the middle rather than the beginning. It's language matters and context matters. And there is a responsibility in describing the full picture as to what created the modern state of Israel, the democracy that the thriving democracy that it is, and its right to defend itself from violent terrorism. Compound that with this inordinate obsession that the academy and the media have on Israel as an issue globally, while disregarding. You know, the violence that we've seen inflicted upon Afghan girls in caught on the streets of Kabul at their school or the Mm -hmm. violence that we're seeing Iran backed extremism uh, afford the people of Iraq uh, as recently in the last days. This is where there are inherent biases built into the academy and into the media that present the entire issue through a very narrow anti-Zionist, anti-Israeli, anti-Semitic perspective. And until we get the context right and we do better at describing the realities of what the peoples of the region are inflicted by, we're going to keep mm. falling backwards and we have to stop that.
0: Yeah, and and, and Palestinians themselves will be further victimized by, the, by Hamas and these groups that use them uh, to fight their battles. And, and so, you know, it's almost we owe it to the Palestinian, Palestinian people themselves to get the narrative right. But, you know, things have calmed since the ceasefire, but certainly... Um, the the hate the language that's not gone away and we know that this will flare up again and, and uh, I'm hearing from a lot of um, older generation Jews who came to this country who are now saying I-, I don't know if I want to stay here
1: how ironic it is Alex that Jews in the West feel less secure in the West than they would under uh, Israel that is in a dangerous neighborhood and subjected to rocket attacks to the scale of four thousand plus rockets from Hamas that we saw in the last couple of weeks. How ironic it is that Western society has become so broken that the, the test of the town square, that um, you can walk into the middle of the street, say what you will, and our society is resilient enough to handle that, that freedom of expression um, that Nathan Sharansky had described in his work, The Case for Democracy, that our town square is broken and falling. Our institutions are corrupted and misguided. And our public advocates are weak and incapable of moral leadership. That is the stuff that makes our democracy thrive. And this is a confluence of issues. It's ill education, it's uh, disinformation, it's ideological um, governance, and it it requires us all as a country to dig deeper, to connect better with each other, to do the outreach, not just in the corporate boardrooms, but in the communities that are afflicted by extremism. Um, and to make our national fabric even stronger. And I can't wait to start seeing Canadian leaders emerge that are capable of that task.
0: Yes, we've seen very little leadership on that. Um, you know, Stephen Harper was was uh, was very strong in his leadership on this issue. Arrow Tool has been pretty strong, but, um, you know, we, we see far too many politicians using these issues and conflating these issues because they're so much more worried about their political fortunes. And that in itself, I think, makes this country more dangerous um, for everyone. Uh, Shu, I always appreciate your insight into this. I'll keep talking about it. So uh, I appreciate you chatting with me.
1: You know, glad to be here. And this is the 10th anniversary of the Ottawa Protocol Against Anti Semitism. What a great time to renew it.
0: No kidding. All righty. Shivalema Majumdur, he is a foreign policy director and a monk senior fellow with Macdonald Laurier Institute.